Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Sam the SLB, and alongside me today is the man behind the Twitter, Wrestling's Voice of Reason, Scott. Uh, John the Statman will not be joining us. He is on assignment. He's returning back from a trip. We are coming to you from above the ring ship at Sewers Premier Wrestling Podcast, coming, covering all things AEW to WWE Worldwide, coming to you Monday morning, Turner time. Scott, it's been a been a been a quiet couple weeks, but there are wheels in motion. How are we feeling today? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Yeah. Uh, wasn't here for the last show on on assignment, as you said. <laughs> Uh, but yes, I am back, and this will be a lot of fun, as always. As always, as always. If you don't, don't already do so, make sure you listen to our results show, Power Slam, on, exclusively on YouTube. Also coming up this Friday, AEW Revolution Pick Show. Somebody's taking Mr. Zach down. I don't know who it's going to be. <laughs> it'll be a, It'll be a good time. <laughs> yeah, John's the only one that can actually win out. Uh, you and I, the only thing we could do is is hope for a tie. So if if you or I don't win this, then uh, then we're out, and sad times will will definitely happen. Sad times for all. Yes, indeed. Um, looking over the next couple of weeks, it's kind of quiet on the um the Western Front, but I think we got a lot going on over in Japan. So at the time of this recording, um, the 27th and the 28th New Japan Pro Wrestling and CMNL have are having Fantastica Mania over in Tokyo. New Japan Pro Wrestling on the 1st, All-Star Junior Festival 2023. On the 4th, we have Stardom's Triangle Derby Finals and NWA and AAA's The World is a Vampire, NWA versus AAA over in Mexico. On the 5th, in San Francisco at the legendary Cow Palace, AEW Revolution, the MJF Brian Danielson 60-minute Ironman match is... The main event there. New Japan Pro Wrestling's 51st anniversary show on the 6th with uh, Bishamon taking on Kazusuko Okada and Hiroshi Tanahashi for the IWGP Tag Team Championships. On the 7th, and I wish I knew about this, Scott, WWE NXT Roadblock up in Orlando. Yes. Also as All Japan Pro Wrestling and Gleets uh, take each other on in the... It looks like a couple events coming up. Pro Wrestling Noah's Star Navigation on the 9th. And last but not least, on the 14th, All Japan Pro Wrestling's Dream Power Series Week 1. To add to that, most recently, um, I will be traveling to Rhode Island for Easter week. I know you're like, why does that matter? This isn't a religious podcast. No, it's not. But it is a religion of wrestling. Battle of the Belts is in Kingston, Rhode Island, the town that is south of my hometown. I will be there live and in person. Also, on the 22nd of February is GCW's The Scene of the Crime, going back to GCW show. I'm excited for this. Let me take my girlfriend along. She enjoyed the NWA show so much. I know people have mixed feelings about that brand right now, but if she loved NWA, I cannot wait to see her reaction for GCW. Yeah, it's it's going to be crazy. Plus, April in, in, in Florida is ridiculously warm anyway, so... You don't have to worry about that, that, that winter chill when you come back up here for... <laughs> <laughs> for for Easter. So. No, exactly. Yeah. Um, that's what I was avoiding. I was gonna come up in February, but I was like, nah, we're not gonna do that. Um, Ethan and I are gonna talk about this on our Battle in the Valley show uh when that drops. But Jay White did lose at Battle in the Valley against mm-hmm. Eddie Kingston, and he's no longer in New Japan. Um John and I kind of talked about this last week, but I'm kind of curious on your thoughts. Because 
he can no longer be in New Japan Pro Wrestling. He can't be in Japan. So that's the thing. He can't even go to All Japan. He can't go to Pro Wrestling Noah. At that loser leaves Japan match, obviously he could no longer go to Japan. Right. So all those promotions are out the window. Yep. This match, loser leaves New Japan. And obviously Jay White has to leave New Japan. Yep. His options, and I don't want to not, you know, we have AEW, we have WWE. I will throw Impact in there because he's been on Impact and he was pretty good on that show. Yep. Um, he could go to the NWA. He may even go to Europe. Who like? I've seen a lot of arguments that Jay White they are set on getting him over to WWE. Yeah, I've seen those too. Yeah. Thoughts? I want your thoughts on this one, Scott, because this is he's probably the most important talent le- about to join one of the larger largest companies in the world right you know, one of the two yeah um i i remember reading something that saying that he was moving to the states uh so from there um yeah the world's his oyster when it comes to where he wants to work uh obviously like you said he's been on impact he's been on aw so he already has that you know people are already familiar with him uh, him coming to WWE would be huge. Uh, the problem that I would have with that is that how are you going to use him? How are you going to put him into the into the show? Like, who who would be his first person that he would go after? Would it be Finn? Would it be Would it be Cody? Would it be AJ? You know, it's the would he go after former you know, um, former members of the club? The boat club, who knows? I don't know. It's there are some ways. Do you just throw him in there? You know, does he show up at Mania? Shock the world, you know, kind of what Cody did. Maybe try to one up Cody. Maybe that'd be an interesting way to throw it in there. I don't know. It's, it's, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing where he shows up, but part of me feels like it may not be WWE. He might go to AEW first. Um, I don't know if Tony's going to sign him to a five-year contract like he has everybody else recently, but I don't know. I, I feel like maybe Jay won't go to WWE first. Maybe eventually, but I don't think maybe not right now. I don't know. That's just that right now. That's how I'm thinking. I could change my mind in an hour. I don't know. Just right now. That's what I feel. Yeah. I, or it's tough with him. He's probably somebody. I think he could get, and this is this is what I said to John. In AEW, he has his name, he has his character. Obviously, they have a loaded roster, and we can talk about, oh, they don't know how to use people. They have a loaded roster. They have a lot of great talent, so it is tough to get everyone on TV. It's right. fair. It's understandable. So he would probably fall down the car just because of the lack of um, TV time. Right. However, we got the house show starting. True. So he could be beneficial there, Imagine seeing Moxley and Jay White main event these house shows. At a random house show. Yeah, that'd be insane. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that'd be good. But like, again, TV time goes down. Now, WWE, I think you could get a good storyline, a good run. I don't think Jay White is somebody who needs this. Some people are going to shoot me for this. Kick rocks. I don't think he needs to go through the NXT developmental system. No, I agree. hundred percent. He's he's like AJ Styles. He just shows up on the main mm-hmm. roster. He does not need to be fine-tuned no he's he's good the way he is let him let him come in and, and do some do some bangers yeah so the problem here and that's always been the thing with wwe as you know he'll go there he'll probably get the run but we're gonna change his name you know we don't like switchblade because it includes you know it sounds like 
gang related or something. So it's got to be something, something else. He'll change his name to, I don't know, Joseph Black. I don't know. I'm going to throw a name out there. Uh, I, I mean, it's possible uh, they might change his name or they might just find a way to, if they do sign him to a contract, kind of like uh, I think what they do with AJ Styles, like they own his name while he's there. The moment yeah. he leaves, it's it's his again. If they want to do it that way, then I think that's I think that would work the best because people know him as Jay White. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of tough to really kind of kill it and just you know, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I'm I'm curious. This is this might be the most talked about story. Um, or probably let me rephrase that: the hottest free agent in professional wrestling or sports entertainment. Yeah, I think that. Very something we're gonna be eyeballing this. Mm. You know, for all we know, fucking Tony signs him, he goes to Ring of Honor and he becomes, you know. He could be yeah, he could be the main star in ROH. I mean, I think that that would be that would be good too. Uh it would have no TV time probably, because I don't think ROH is gonna have a, a TV show on cable network. I mean, it'll just be on the honor club, but yeah, starting on March 2nd, guys, by the way, we do have Ring of Honor. Um we don't know if it's an hour or two hours long. Yeah, I don't think they've talked about how long the show is actually going to be. Yeah. So, um, I mean, again, he could end up on there. I mean, we have Super Card of Honor coming up in March. Yep. Um, I'm super curious. I'm really curious. You're curious what's going to happen with Ring of Honor, what's going to happen with Jay White. A lot lot going on. Mm. Um, Money in the Bank. So Scott actually told me about this. Money in the Bank at the O2 Arena um, went on sale. I believe they also have... Uh, SmackDown going on. Correct. Yeah, the day there. before. Yep. Um, but Money in the Bank over in England ended up selling out in one minute. Beautiful. <laughs> it was gorgeous. That's you know I think personally, uh, brands aside, you know who, ratings aside, I almost feel like sometimes that the British audiences may be more passionate about these wrestling uh, about the wrestling events because they don't get our products as much yeah, that that definitely is 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 a part of it but i feel like they also appreciate it more than than american fans do like i've been on this kick for for years like watching the old nxt uk brand in the beginning like those fans were passionate watching wrestling in canada mexico europe japan they're passionate about their shows and about their about their particular wrestlers. Some American cities are the same way, but the majority of the wrestling towns that WWE goes to, the crowd is quiet. And I know people will be like, well, it's because their shit sucks. No, not necessarily. You can have the hottest people out there and the crowd's like, meh. And it's just it's infuriating because your your fans getting ramped up makes the show that much more enjoyable. Like, we want to talk about a ridiculous fan reactions. Elimination Chamber this mm-hmm. past this past weekend. The Montreal crowd was absolutely batshit crazy the entire night. And part of me kicks myself for not going because it was only a couple of hours away. But I was like, nah, I'll save my money and I'll just watch it. That way I can actually live tweet it because otherwise... We'd have no coverage on it whatsoever. But my God, this show was was just insane. Just mm-hmm. insane. And I want that crowd reaction for every show. And I know obviously Raw and a SmackDown is not going to get it, but 
some of these towns, it's like you guys don't deserve to have a wrestling show. Like, like, stop it. <laughs> yeah, I remember what show it was, and I'll hop over to AEW for a minute, where even MJF came out, and I think the crowd was just dead. Yeah, it's I don't get it. <laughs> oh, I, I know the crowds aren't as big as they used to be. Right. You know, this isn't the Attitude Era. I know friends have gone to wrestling shows recently, and because they were only exposed to the Attitude Era, and obviously the, I don't know if you want to call it the Golden Era, or, you know, the 80s. Yeah. And they go now, and they're like, this is meh. And that's fine. It's not your thing. But I don't know. If you go there, I, I'm always excited. I'm always. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've been we've been fans for a very long time. And, you know, every time I get to go to a show, even, even going to a local show up here in Vermont, I mean, Next, uh, in in a couple of weeks, ETWA has their first show of the year, and I'm all excited to do it. I'm ready to go. This mm-hmm. will be great. It'll be a lot of fun to watch again. So we'll see. Yeah, that'll be me at the GCW. Actually, let's use that one as an example, because you yes. and I went to GCW. We knew certain talent. Yeah. We knew nothing about it except that it's that brand of wrestling. Right. And we were still, like, all about it. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> Had we had seats, we would have stayed the whole time, but we were just like, our feet were like, oh, we're done. We do, yeah, we, we've been running around all day doing a whole bunch of stuff down in Florida, and we were just like, oh, my God, I'm so – not Florida, in Vegas. And I'm like, oh, my God, we're so tired. we got to go we, – we, we, we're falling asleep standing up. But the show was just insane. I mean, we got people going through, like, doors, people – literally cutting other people i'm just like what is this like i think i i saved saved your life from getting run over by like six wrestlers during a match it was just yep. nuts <laughs> yeah i insane. i can't wait i can't wait maybe i will get the front row seats actually just like getting trampled and enjoying it and getting involved and then well my girlfriend wrestles now That's... right yeah <laughs> this, this may be the beginning of her career <laughs> What did she say once? She said, I didn't grow up watch wrestling, but knowing that I like violence, I'm surprised I didn't. <laughs> right. So I guess I'm going to have to watch show her the ECW uh, documentary. I was just going to say she'd be probably a real big ECW fan. So, yeah, the rise and fall of ECW should be a lot of fun for her to watch. It will be. I'll make sure I get on that ASAP. Uh, so a couple other things. I just want to point this out. So I said earlier in the show that actually no, I didn't say it on the show. We were talking outside of the show where the, I think the two biggest things going on in WWE right now, and you, I don't watch it and you can shoot me for this one. If anyone disagrees, the two biggest things, anytime Scott fills me in it, the bloodline storyline, which now includes Cody, I will say, because we're going into mania and Gunther. Yep. Anytime there is a Gunther match at any of these pay-per-views, they are top three, if not the best match of the night. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Um, I, I with, I'm very happy that Triple H bought brought Imperium back as a whole, and yeah. Uh, the only thing I would like to see is that I know Gunther is like just running rampant with the IC title. I'd love to see the other boys be able to get shots at the tag champions at at some mm-hmm. point. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Again, the whole bloodline thing is just it's maybe I'm maybe I'm thinking that they're keeping everybody separate for a reason, because, you know, there's there's rumors out there that Gunther might be the next one in line after after Mania. If Cody doesn't win or even if Cody does win, because Cody and Gunther had their epic 
conclusion to the men's Royal Rumble match. So maybe that might be a way for Gunther to try to get some revenge. I don't know. I think that would be a lot of fun to see going forward because I read an article where Gunther's like, Cody Rhodes is one of those talents and one of those people that I definitely need a full one-on-one match with at some point in my career here. And I'm just like, sold. Yeah, and that's kind of what we're going on here. It sounds like everyone in the back loves Gunther. Yep. You know, Triple H, obviously, Road Dog. Uh, Jason Jordan, I totally forgot he's in the backstage. Yeah. So, um, but it sounds like, and these are just, again, these are rumors. This is one of the few rumors I do want to address because I love Gunther. Yeah. It sounds like he might be uh, next in line for the big title reign or title run. Yeah. So once the whole, you know, the bloodline storyline fizzles down, once, you know, Cody has the title for, and I, I don't see Cody having the title too long. Maybe uh, till SummerSlam. Yeah, I don't think his title reign will be that long. Because to- even even we'll go back to the NWA title when he won that at right. uh, All In. He had it for like a, what, a couple months and then lost it right back to Nick Aldis. It was yep. more for his father. Right. So... Yeah. That's Which, again, uh, this storyline kind of rotates around too because you know he'll be the first Rhodes to headline WrestleMania and be able to win the big one at Mania. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that's we just want to we're going to be watching him. I can't wait if he becomes champion end of the year, beginning of ne- even imagine Gunther winning it at 40. I know that's not the idea, but imagine him, you know, winning the title. Or have the title going into WrestleMania 40. Right. Oh, my God. Imagine that entrance. Oh. Yeah. So, last little bit of news before we hop over to, like, our main talking point uh, this week. Um. Well, uh, almost. Main talking point. Um. So, we had this huge announcement from Tony Khan. Uh, it sounded like something really big. Um. And instead of making the announcement, he goes, we're going to give it to Adam Cole. And obviously, Adam Cole comes out. He's going to be wrestling again in March. He's coming back in March, which is great. To me, that's a big announcement. Yeah. Um, that, might be a that, bigger, that might be a bigger announcement than the actual announcement. <laughs> yes. No, agreed. Agreed. Now, we have this new AW show starting in unscripted series starting in March called All Access. It's going to be like a behind the scenes thing. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen after Dynamite, if I'm not mistaken yep. he said Correct. that um i won't be i'm not gonna be up that late watching wrestling um uh aw's press release noted that the show will feature real life couples cold dr breaker alongside sim Guevara, mellow all the rest restless profile of the jet you know the young bucks Soraya, Wardlow, eddie kingston um this is a weird announcement because it's like it is a big deal. I think it's good. It shows that the relation between uh, Warner Media and AEW is solid, right? And if I was just reading this correctly, they're talking about because they're up the contract again. This is around the TV contract's going to get upped. Yep. If they're already going to do unscripted television like this, but it's I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't think this should have been a big announcement or then a big, like this is something that they should have had. Hey, we're going to have something on YouTube or something. Make this announcement. Right. Talk about it. Yeah. I'm curious because you and I, we've always talked about the thing with WWE that they've kind of been good at 
is they'll bring new talent. Mm-hmm. And you'll you'll know a little bit about them, but not much. We'll go I will go back to AEW. This is I think one of their weaker points. Going back to the debut of the Dark Order. Right. When Evil Uno and uh Stu Grayson debuted. Mm-hmm. Over time, obviously, they became one of the most beloved factions in the company. However, at that time, I will never forget, even us, who were big, we we were following a lot. We were consuming anything outside of WWE because we were just like, we need to know who these people are. There's so much great talent out there. You know, All In was incredible. New Japan was on fire at the time. Ring of Honor was on fire at the time. PWG was on fire at the time. Everyone was on fire. And then they came out, and you and I were just like, who? Yeah, who? Yeah. And I hope this show does that. I really hope that they start doing that with this show, where it kind of introduces you to some of this other talent, too. Not just the talent that exists. Yeah. Because, honestly, and and I might get some flack for this, the last thing we need is another Total Divas, but AEW edition. Because it's just, I don't know. We need, the backstage stuff is cool. I love being able to watch that, I'll probably give it a. I'll give it a watch just to see what's going on, but I don't know. It's just I don't want storylines on the TV shows to be the storylines that they use, even though it's unscripted. I don't believe mm-hmm. that for a second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's just I, I'm kind of I'm kind of weary about it. And like you said, big announcement. Like this should have been like a tweet from Tony. Hey, we got this new show coming out. Cool. Thanks. Mm-hmm. We don't have to, you know, like I said, the best part about this whole, the whole thing was Adam Cole is going to be wrestling again. That was, that was it for me. I was like, sweet. I don't, nothing else matters. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, I won't. I'm not going to, I don't know. I don't think. How do I word this? I want to word this correctly. I'm not against this. I'm really not. I think it's positive. It goes It goes almost hand in hand with that report with Warner Brothers Discovery I'm going to bring up quickly, where they said that they have 4 million viewers a week. And I think, and I don't have the report in front of me, and somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, uh, most of that had to do with not just people watch it a lot. Keep in mind, guys, the Nielsen ratings aren't like, they are important, but it doesn't cover a lot of other data. Right. It doesn't talk about the streaming because remember, New Japan World over in Japan covers it. They use Skynet over in um Skynet Sky uh Sky Sports Sky Sports yeah UK. You know, there's there's DVR. I mean, who watches Dynamite? How many people watch Dynamite and DVR and don't watch it live? You know, these are the things that need to keep in mind. Also, Nielsen ratings, if I'm not mistaken, isn't everybody watching it either. It's only like a set number of households. Right. Whoever, and I don't even know how they do that anymore. Because you used to have to sign up and like they, you get like some kind of like box or something and it would, they would track that information. So we're not talking about, there's so much other data out there. So I think it's, it's I think it's good. I think it's good. I, th- especially, I know people are ragging on their ratings. Oh, they, you know, this and that and da, 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 da. They're still like top five every Wednesday. Right. Yeah. And keep in mind, when you watch, you, you and I know, the news, it uh, doesn't matter what you're watching, 
Yep. Certain news programs are always on the top. Yep. Sports are always on the top. Yep. And yes, SmackDown brings in two million a week on a Friday. Raw does two million on a week on a Monday. The fact that AEW is bringing what it is and still top five. Yeah. I think it's. I think it's still good. Yeah. But bringing in close to a million on a Wednesday is pretty good. Rampage has been up and down because sometimes they get preempted for other things. And I know this past week for them, they they, they were before SmackDown and their numbers were were pretty bad. But of course, it's just you know, but the seven p.m. on a on a Friday, not a lot of people remember. They really didn't do a good job even saying like they. I think they mentioned it maybe once or twice during the show, but I didn't see anything else talking about Rampage being an hour early or not an hour early, but um, at seven p.m. Like I completely forgotten <laughs> that it was even happening, and I'm normally on top of that stuff. Yeah, and again, you want to keep that in mind. It's seven p.m. Eastern time, so for right. us, cool. Seven p.m. You know, it's evening. Yeah, you're on the west coast. 4 p.m. That's 4 p.m. People are still at work. Right. So to sit there and be like, and I know John's going to hear this later and he's going to be like, well, da, 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 da. <laughs> but he, um, to sit there and ignore those kind of metrics, those little metrics, I think make a big deal. Right. Had they maybe done, well, they couldn't have gone against SmackDown. Eh, they could have, I don't know. They could have gone against SmackDown and either done the same numbers or they could have done more because maybe that five o'clock, you know, some people get out of four. Some people get out of five. Right. But yeah. you could break down the data smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. But anyways, I think this is good. I think it's promising. I think if there was a problem, I don't think we'd be getting this extra show. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um. I just don't like the way Tony had to come out and be like, hey, we got a big announcement. And then everyone's like, oh. sweet. Adam Cole's wrestling. Awesome. Let's go. Yeah. You know? I thought that was the big announcement, but I know, even, me too. <laughs> but even still, I'm gonna be honest with you. Even if it was like, oh, I got a big announcement, and it's like, oh, Adam Cole returns to the ring next week or in next month, I still think the same way. I think I would have been like, I'm excited, but I'm like, I, I probably would have been. The huge announcement should be kept for like we're doing another Forbidden Door. Right. Which some people show actually in England. Yeah, some people actually thought it was going to be a Forbidden Door or a show over in 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 Europe, and and then it was kind of like, oh, it, it's it's a new TV show on. Okay. Oh. The announcement. It's kind of like what's the best way to put it? It's like the um, the huge announcement like this, and then the actual announcement. It was like watching a really good match. And then the next match happens and the audience is dead because they're just like exhausted. And it's not that the match was bad because that's the thing. I don't think this now these announcements were bad announcements, right? I think you shouldn't have used the huge announcement had Tony. And that's another thing. Tony didn't come out. They did this on a, there's a pre-taped thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. We could talk about this all day, but I know John would want to talk about this all day. John, <laughs> I know you're going to have your thoughts, but that's why we're going to save the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Awards for you when you come on. That's buddy. right. <laughs> I know you have your thoughts on that. It's oh, so good to be. Oh, boy. Um, so we're going to hop over. We had a couple events going on this past. Well, first and foremost, we're going to talk about No Surrender that just happened. We won't go too far into it. We have the details here. 
Uh, Giselle saw defeated Deanna Perrazzo in a pre-show. Can't believe our girl is on the pre-show. It, it, it hurts. It hurts my um, Jonathan Gresham defeated Meg Bailey. That sounds like a banger of a match. Those two are great. Mm. Frankie Kazarian defeated Khan. Uh, the Death Dolls defeated the Hex to retain the knockouts tag titles. Joe Hendry defeated Moose to retain the adopt combat match. I don't even want to read what that is. That's a lot. Uh, to retain the Impact Digital Media Championship, Steve Macklin defeated Brian Myers, Heath, and PCO for a number one contenders match for the Impact World Championship. Uh, the Bullet Club, Ace Austin, Chris Bay, and Kenta defeated Time Machine, Alex Shelley, Chris Saban, and Kushida in a six-man tag. Mickey James defeated Masha Slamovich to retain the Knockouts World title. And Josh Alexander, still our boy, um, retained the Impact World Championship against Rich Swan. Nice. Solid card, it looks like. Yeah. I think if I remember correctly, uh, that Joe Hendry Moose match, I believe, might have... I thought I saw a video of them actually fighting in VR. Mm -hmm. Yes, that was the other thing I saw. <laughs> um, So I was like, all right, that's... I mean, it's digital media. I, I mean, it fits. It, it's it's on brand. I like it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I didn't get to see the match, but um, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Same. Same. Um, so let's hop over. We're going to talk about this. I know Scott watched it. I know I haven't watched it yet. It's been crazy for me on my end. I need to watch this pay-per-view. I don't think... There's a lot of people I know who watched this who said this may be one of their best pay-per-views in a while. Yep, I agree. Yeah. Uh, of course, we're talking about Elimination Chamber. Uh, it happened this past week, um, or technically a week and a half, whatever, to, <laughs> on Saturday from Montreal. Um, my God, this, like, like I mentioned before, this crowd was just beautiful. I, I, I hope and pray for every crowd to be like Montreal. Um, we had, uh, of course, two Elimination Chamber matches, the first one being the women's match. Um, an easy, at least for me, an easy four, four and a half stars. It was fantastic. Um, Asuka surviving all five uh, uh, remaining women to earn the right to challenge Bianca Belair for the women's championship over on Raw. Um, ever since Oscar's come out with the um the new face paint and the kind of reverting back to her new Japan ways, she's been unstoppable, which thank God. Um, Oscar had been lost in the shuffle for way too long. So it's nice to see her really just kind of come back to the forefront. And as much as I love Bianca Belair, I really want to see Oscar win the championship uh, at WrestleMania. Um, after that, we probably had the weakest match of the night, and, and there's probably a reason for it. Uh, it was Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar. Um, Bobby actually winning via DQ uh, due to a low blow from Brock Lesnar. Um, Lashley had Lesnar in the hurt lock, and Brock tried everything he could to get out of it. He couldn't, so he just went low. Um, ref called for the DQ, and then Brock just went insane. Um F5 Lashley through the the commentary table and then did the same thing to the ref. <laughs> it just kind of went insane. Um, but yeah, so I kind of have a feeling what might happen with that, but there was some stuff that happened on Raw where Omos 
actually challenged Brock for a match at Mania. So I don't know if that's actually going to happen. If it's a ruse, there's also hints of the Hurt Business coming back together because MVP has now rejoined forces with Cedric Alexander and, and Shelton Benjamin. Um, he's gone over to Bobby to say, hey, you want to get the, the band back together? And Bobby said, we'll talk later. Now is not the time. So, and he already has Omos on his side. So we could get something where her business comes back in full force plus Omos takes out Brock at Mania. I think that would be outstanding. Um, I feel still to this day that her business broke up way too soon. Uh, they were a dominant faction. I loved watching all of them together. It was it was easily the best thing on the show before the bloodline. So I'd love to see a fully ramped her business come back. So we'll see what happens. Um, our third match was the mixed tag match between uh, with Edge and Beth Phoenix taking on Finn Balor, Rhea Ripley. This was a lot of fun. Um, man, it's it's nice to see Beth back in the ring. Uh, the woman could still go. I don't think she's ever lost it. Uh, Edge and Beth did get the victory here, um, but Rhea looked fantastic. Obviously, going forward to Mania, you want to keep her looking strong. And like I mentioned on Power Slam. Edge and Finn, they're still going at it. So I feel that we may get something good at WrestleMania between those two. Uh, there's uh, there's rumors that we might get Brood, Ed, Brood Edge versus Demon Fal- uh, Finn Balor. So I don't know. Could be could be interesting. Uh, then after that, we had the men's money in the bank. Uh, money bank. Wow. <laughs> I'm jumping ahead. Uh, the men's elimination chamber match uh, with Austin Theory retaining his championship with special help from Logan Paul, uh, everybody in this match had moments where they just shined. Like for me, honestly, wrestling wise, this match for me was my favorite match of the whole night. So I know Sam Lee said you hadn't get a chance to watch it yet. When you do, I think you'll understand what I mean with this match. Um, MVP of this match was definitely Montez Ford and our favorite thick boy himself, Bronson Reed. Um, Austin Theory getting the victory here thanks to Logan Paul because Paul gets in the ring as Montez Ford's being helped out um, and does the stomp to Seth Rollins. He even hits the buckshot lariat, uh, which I still don't understand how he's the only other human being on the face of this planet that can do it without falling on his ass. Um, So Theory has it going forward. So obviously now we're setting up Logan Paul and Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. That's going to be ridiculous, and I can't wait for that. Uh, and then, of course, the creme de la creme, the jewel on this whole show, Roman Reigns, Sami Zayn, for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. I haven't felt a pop this loud for someone since, God, I could you, you could say Punk when he came back. And you can say Austin whenever he showed up, period. Mm-hmm. Like this this crowd was insane for Sammy, obviously. Like it's it's he's the Montreal boy. It's just everything in this match was just perfection. The fact that they used Sammy's own family in this in this match at some point. Roman talking trash like he does. Uh like he 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 ramps it up to another level during his matches. And I'm I'm so glad that they add those those mics to the to the ring at that point because the shit he says is just so good, it's so good. Uh, it's just, it, uh, 
Like everything was just going so well. Uh, Sammy was getting close to uh, actually. I, I part of me actually said, "Oh my god, they might actually pull the trigger and give this to Sammy." But Jay gets involved. Uh, I'm sorry, Jimmy gets involved. Solo gets in. Or Solo's the only one who actually didn't show up. I don't think. Um, Jay ends up showing up towards the end. Roman does the same thing to him that he did to Sammy. Gave him the chair and and said, "Go ahead, finish the job." The ref had been knocked out, of course. Ref bumps. I was waiting for those to happen throughout this whole thing. And Jay gets the chair, and we kind of have the same thing. Roman's up talking trash to Sammy as he's holding against the ropes. And Jay just kind of looks at the chair, looks at the back of Roman, and the crowd sees and feels what might happen, and they just start getting all ramped up. And then Jay doesn't get a chance to raise the chair because Roman notices that the crowd's getting worked up and he turns around and he just kind of looks at Jay. He's like, what are you doing? What are you waiting for? And just kind of like shoves him in the face a few times. And the crowd of course pops for that. And we think maybe he's finally going to snap Roman screwed. Nope. Sammy goes in to attack Roman. Roman moves out of the way. Sammy spears Jay. Jay falls out of the ring. Roman grabs the chair just starts bashing on Sammy's back, hits the spear, one, two, three, and I've never heard a crowd go so quiet so fast. No booze, just dead air. And I'm just like, wow, they suck the air out of this place so fast. But the, the I think my favorite part of this whole thing is at the end. After Roman wins, Roman sits there, and it's like he had to put his dog down. Like, he was so unsatisfied with everything that had happened because he took Sammy in and everything else and all this stuff. Like Roman's under the impression that Sammy betrayed him when honestly it's the other way around Roman, just manipulating him every single week, ever since they brought him in, putting him through all these tests and all this bullshit. Sammy just had enough. So like I said, the bloodline stuff has been easily, and by far the best stuff that WWE is doing now and probably has been for quite some time. So I'm really looking forward to WrestleMania, which is, I can't believe is only, you know, a little over a month away. It's yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to come quick. We, we're working on our coverage schedule for that week coming up, but man, uh yeah, I got to go back and watch this. The other thing I we do want to bring up while we're talking about this is they have officially debuted the new WrestleMania commercials. <laughs> yes. And the first one that I had seen, I don't know if any others have dropped. No, nope, uh, it's only been it's only been that one so far. Okay. The one that dropped was the uh the uh, what Batman and Joker between Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch. Yep. Which, you know, at first I was like, wait, they did who? But when you see it, I'm like, I, I text you immediately. I go, I want Seth Rollins as a Joker in the near future. Right? Yeah. Like he, it was, it was flawless. It was flawless casting for him. And when I first saw Becky as Batman, I was like, what? I was like, oh, oh, Batman. Cause she's the man. She has a man cave. Uh, I know. Like, <laughs> I love Seth's reaction. We have a man cave. <laughs> <laughs> That <laughs> well, makes sense because you're the man, and then you hear Becky in the back. I'm the man. I guess it's just their dynamic is so great. It's just oh my god, it is. And I 
I'm so glad we're doing these commercials. I remember obviously it was WrestleMania 21. Yep. I remember all of those commercials, you know, being a kid, those were like the funniest things I'd ever seen. Yeah. Uh, Eddie Guerrero and Booker T doing the Pulp Fiction. Yes. Triple H doing Braveheart. Yep. Yep. Stacy Keebler doing um, Basic Instinct. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. And I love that they brought them back like a few months ago. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, oh, I really hope they do some new ones this, this year. It should be a lot of fun. Uh, apparently, some of the ones that are coming up, uh, the Bloodline is actually going to be doing Goodfellows. Uh, and uh, Rhea Ripley's doing something from Stranger Things. Uh, and there's another one too. Of course, it's it's escape. Oh, uh, Miz and Maurice doing Cop Gun. So yeah, so it should be fun. I, I'm looking forward to those. Obviously, with only a month left, I expect one of those to drop every week until we get there. So it'll be it'll be fun. Yeah, no, it will be fun. Mania's around the corner. Revolutions around the corner. Big. Big uh, next couple of months. But guys, if you don't want to do so, please make sure you follow us on Twitter at Above the Ring. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Above the Ring. You can find myself as the SOB official, Scott at Scotty J Stream, and John is John the Statman. We are on all streaming platforms. If you cannot find us on one, please make sure you uh, uh, let us know. We'll put ourselves on there on your streaming platform. Please make sure you like, share, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a review, tell people I ship at studios and Above the Ring. That is the podcast of your choosing and why they should listen to us as well. Thank you so much for listening. Revolution is around the corner. Don't forget to ship it. And as always, do not forget to join the Bedlam. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.